This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The son of the president of the United States has just pleaded not guilty. Not guilty is what he has pleaded to. Uh, the judge here says that she will not accept or reject the plea agreement. She wants more information. Basically, excuse me, what she is asking for uh, is to determine whether or not it's appropriate for her to consider something in the uh, in the diversion program. This relates to the gun charge. So, as part of that agreement, effectively what you have here is a, a provision. Um, Catherine, if you will, first time we're hearing from you today, um, weigh in on, on what has taken place um, so far today with the breakdown of this plea deal, now Hunter Biden pleading uh, not guilty and having to revisit an agreement between both parties. Well, it was clear from the outset that Hunter Biden's attorneys and the prosecutors were on a completely different page about what this agreement meant. And that's very sloppy. And as a former prosecutor, I'll put this on the prosecutors, the Delaware U.S. Attorney's offices, that they would go to court. And usually these hearings are smooth sailing. Now, the judge is not a potted plant. A judge does not rubber stamp a plea. It is her job to make sure that the plea comports with the law and the facts and that the defendant is pleading knowingly, voluntarily and intelligently. And withdrawing that questioning, a simple question, you know, does this plea cover all other crimes? The defense says yes. The prosecution says no. How that happened, meaning they didn't know this before they went to court, is shocking. It was always curious to me when a plea agreement was announced, I guess it was a month ago, the defense attorney said the investigation is over. The United States attorney, I believe, issued a press release and said the investigation is still ongoing. And I thought, well, there's clearly just a misunderstanding and that'll be cleared up by the time it happens. And clearly it wasn't. So the judge really did her job and drilled down. Um, it was clear there was no meeting of the minds on both sides. And that just does not happen. When I've seen plea deals sort of fall, fall apart, it's usually the defendant suddenly decides, I don't want to plea. I, I can't admit it. It's I, I have to say I've never seen this happen. And that it would be on such a high profile case in such a, a public setting that this would happen is quite frankly shocking. But I think the judge did the right thing. They now have both sides time to get their acts together and come back to court. And either Hunter Biden will plead guilty or he won't. Um, I guess and I feel like this is what you're saying. I just don't understand, Catherine, why these conversations weren't had before they took place in court. And who and whose fault is that? Right. I know you're saying this is maybe on the prosecution, but what, but what about the defense oh, as, as well to understand the details of what they were agreeing to? And then also the judge's role in all of this and how that played out. 
Well, it's both sides. I sort of leaned more on the prosecutor because they're the ones usually typically are leading this. They're the ones yeah. that made the plea offer. But when the defense attorney at that time a month ago said the investigation is over, he had yeah. to have read the press release that said it was ongoing. You would think there would have been a phone call and said, excuse me, guys, what's going on here? So I don't know whether that happened. It probably didn't because he clearly was shocked this morning or appeared shocked. Also, quite frankly, I don't know. And I I don't want to criticize what other lawyers do. I don't know how you would allow a client to plead guilty with a black cloud still okay. over his head. But, you okay. know, it, it's it's Wednesday, 20, 26, July 23. Denver just put a hold on it right there. We could have had a 30 minute cold open. I don't think I've ever seen a news day like this. This is why we love breaking the show up and having the afternoon, late afternoon, early evening show for days like today. We've got uh, t- a Congressman Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin, Congressman Eric Burleson from Missouri. I think we're going to have Burchett Gates and others call in. They're over at the Capitol right now. Mike Davis is here to interpret all this. And we got the, the here so many hearings going on. Uh, so many of our people were testifying today. Todd Bensman did a star turn. We're going to get to all of it, and we're going to start right now with Congressman Tom Tiffany. A congressman, it almost boggles the mind of this Biden situation, and, and you, get the, you get federal prosecutors walk in there, and the simple question was, does this deal give him immunity for everything else that's under investigation? And the prosecutors go, no, of course not. And his attorney says, yes, it absolutely does. That's why we made the deal. Can you just help us think through right now where Congress, where the House stands in this entire Biden fiasco? You know, Steve, I think it's some of the oversight that we've been doing in Congress, in the House of Representatives, that has driven us to this point. I'm just wondering if those prosecutors were beginning to say, hold it a second. I mean, think about that form 4473, which is uh, to get a gun permit. And he doesn't serve any time for that. Those prosecutors got to be going, man, we don't give a sweetheart deal like that to anybody else, especially if they're Democrat. In regards to a gun, um, uh, a gun permit, and so I just think that some of the oversight we're doing is putting pressure on them. But I think the other thing, and this is bigger, Steve, I think they had a tenuous agreement, and it just all fell apart today. Once one thread got pulled, I think it just all came apart. Let me ask you about your one of the reasons we like having congressmen on is to talk about their constituencies. You know, the in Europe, in Wisconsin 7, um, this is kind of part of the backbone of the country. Decent folks, not known as hotheads. What, what's their thinking when you go back and talk to them, do town halls or just go back for the weekend about this entire Biden situation, all the money they hear about on the SARS reports and the stuff with either it's Ukraine or the Chinese Communist Party? Just where are the heads of your constituents at right now who are fair and decent and honest people? Where, where are they on this? Yeah, you're really right about that. Um, I live amongst people that are salt of the earth. They go to work every day, whether they're logging at a manufacturing facility or out there farming. That's who lives in my district. And I think they just shake their heads at Washington, D.C. And to a certain extent, Steve, they tune out. They're like, I mean, you'll hear this from many people that, you know, both parties do it, everybody's doing it, whatever. And there's just this um, dismissiveness of Washington, D.C. And I, I think they just wonder, is this place fixable? I think that's ultimately the question. Is the place fixable? In regards to Joe Biden, it is starting to burn in now, whereas 
people have went to their partisan corners, as you know, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. I think this is starting to burn in now in regards to the Biden family enterprises. And people are beginning to go, okay, did he take money from a foreign, did he take money from a foreign interest? Did he sell out America? I think the public is starting to be quite aware of it. I want to play a, a clip specifically about you because there's so much going on today. We had Mayorkas, we had yeah. about human trafficking, we had the border, we had uh, the. You, uh, uh, we found out today that the U.S. government's, in, according to a whistleblower in possession, not just of alien aircraft, but alien, uh, you know, parts is parts. Let's play yours, and I want uh, comment and observations on it. The f increased fentanyl is not tied to, il to illegal border crossings. Do you agree with that statement? No. It's not effectively managed right now. And until it is, the cartels are the, they're, they're the winners of this. Cartels are the winners. Sheriff Mark Daniels, under questioning here a few months ago, um, before this committee, um, Cochise County, down on the border of Arizona, he said the open border has led to a significant increase in the amount of fentanyl coming into this country. Do you agree with his assessment? Congressman, we have taken it to the cartel. Do you agree with his assessment? He said the amount of fentanyl has went up significantly as a result of the open borders policy implemented by this administration January 20th of 2021. Is he, is he lying to us? Did Sheriff Daniels lie to us? Congressman, I respectfully disagree with Sheriff Daniels, whom I know well. So Sheriff Daniels is lying to us? That is not what I said, Congressman, and let me- Someone's not telling the truth here, Mr. Secretary. Someone's not telling the truth. It's either Daniels or it's you. Congressman, we have interdicted more fentanyl at the ports of entry than in the prior administration. Mr. Chairman, I'll go to close here. The most urgent lethal threat in America was in this man's testimony. There's one person in America who can reduce the number of fentanyl deaths in America. And by the way, the term fentanyl overdoses is used. That's not the case anymore, is it? It's fentanyl poisonings. We've had them here, the Rackwall family from my state of Wisconsin. When you hear of fentanyl poisonings here in America, there's one person that can do something about it. And he sits right before us today. You, sir, are responsible for reducing fentanyl deaths in America. Will you ever do anything about it? I yield back. You got to go pretty far into the woods to hit the tripwire for Congressman Tom Tiffany. We've talked to Congressman Tiffany from the Darien Gap and throughout uh, everything about this invasion of the southern border. And you got to go pretty far from Cochise County, which I think is Tombstone is there, one of the great counties and folks in this country to get to Wisconsin. This fentanyl is a chemical. It's a chemical warfare attack by the Chinese Communist Party and the partners, the cartel. Congressman, you were a little worked up there. You want to walk us through it? Yeah, so, I mean, when you look at it, Steve, and these things came up today in regards to, I mean, first of all, this is probably the, our United States government is complicit in one of the, if not the biggest human trafficking operation in the history of the world, and that is not hyperbole. Our U United States federal government is allowing, via the Department of Homeland Security and May Mayorkas leading it, more, more people on the terror watch list than have ever entered the United States of America. Set those things aside. The fentanyl deaths should be enough to wake up anybody, Republican, Democrat, whatever. 100,000 people that die from fentanyl poisonings, and we have a party 
that will not acknowledge it. It is horrible. I have met with people like the Rockwall family who lost a son. He overdosed in his dorm at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and he's never coming back. And this, these people are by the hundreds and thousands. I call them the fentanyl family, Steve. And if for no other reason we should secure the border because of that, and Sheriff Mark Daniels from Cochise County in Arizona, when we questioned him three, four months ago, he said it is a direct result, the amount of fentanyl deaths in America with the opening of the border on January 20th of 2021. It is unbelievable that we have a secretary of the Department of Homeland Security that won't do anything about killing our young people in America in record numbers. Are you prepared to move? Is your Mayorkas be impeached and removed from officer? So today he finally acknowledged that the border is not secure. There was a little bit of progress that happened today where he acknowledged that the border is not secure. He has lied to the Judiciary Committee and other committees here in um, United States Congress. I think we have to make it, we are reviewing with these inquiries, Steve, if someone should be impeached. I think in terms of the public presence out there, I don't know if they have the appetite for multiple impeachments. But I think we need to decide, is there someone that rises to that level? And as we see what's happening with the Biden family, as the walls are closing in on the Biden family enterprise, I think we're getting closer to where we may have to pull the, uh, the trigger on this. But the one thing I say, Steve, I will not be like Adam Schiff and the Democrats. We must make the case first for the American people. This isn't ready, fire, aim yeah. like the Democrats did to President yeah. Trump. We have to make the case yep. first, and we are doing that. Congressman, can, I know you're jammed. you got to vote. Can you just hang on for a short commercial break? You, you dropped a truth bomb there. Sound of Freedom played last night. You just said the U.S. government is complicit in the largest human trafficking operation in the world. We'd just love to hold you for a second. I want to get that question to you when we return. Mike Davis is also here to break down all this about the um, not just the, the, the J6 committee, or the J6 um, grand jury, quote unquote, MSNBC's on an, on uh, indictment watch, but the Biden crime family. Also, Congressman Burleson, who was at the UFO, asked some amazing questions. We're going to get to all of it. Short break. Back in a moment. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. 
you know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Stephen K. Bannon. If you ever wondered about the administrative state, we're going to get Mike Davis in here to talk about the justice system. It's shocking today what happened up there in the Delaware court. Then uh, Congressman Burleson is going to join us probably, if it wasn't all this other madness going on and fighting for our country, probably, I would argue, the most important congressional hearing in living memory. But i got to go back to Tom Tiffany because, Congressman Tiffany, you're not someone that runs around with the hair on fire. You said before we went to break that the United, and correct me if I'm wrong, the United States government is complicit in the largest human trafficking operation in the history of the world. What do you mean by that? So there's a, a couple different elements. I'm going to explain it this way. You have the United States government, which declared we're going to have open borders on January 20th of 2021. Seven million people that have come into our country since then using every way possible to get people in here illegally. I went down to the Darien Gap, and then that's where it really hit home for me, down in Panama. When I saw the United Nations Organization for, um, it's the International Organization for Migration, it's a UN outfit, they had tents set up there, and they were just processing people and then sending them on buses up through Central America to the United States. So you had them, the United Nations that was involved. And then you have the cartels. And the cartels, they have operational control of the border. Sheriffs on the southern border tell us that. So you have the cartels doing their thing. And then you also have the faith-based groups like Catholic Charities and others. They are in the middle of this also. So they all have a different motivation. And some of them claim to be pure as the wind-driven snow. But they're all part and parcel of this operation, which is basically industrialized at this point, to move people into America. And some of them will use people, uh, especially young people, they'll sex traffic them, stuff like that. I mean, it's going on with thousands and hundreds of thousands of people over the last couple years. That is the industrialization of migration at this point. And we, our government, is part of that whole system. And so it's it, 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 it's just weaponized against the American people at this point. Does the, the, you described your constituents as a salt of the earth. When they're in the fields and in the forest working every day, do they understand what's happened here of how it's an industrial process and a lot of people at very high levels and mechanisms and making money? The, 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 is that broken through yet to your constituents? I don't think they fully understand it, but uh, to, subliminally, I think they understand it because they know serious things are wrong with this country in a variety of ways. And this is one of them. They know it's really a problem. And they're seeing more stories. Um, fentanyl deaths um, are higher than traffic accidents now in the rural county in northern Wisconsin that I live in. And so it is steadily um, breaking into them. 
this is a scourge. Congressman Tiffany, how do people uh, get to you, your site, your social media? Because you've spent more time on this just about anybody. You've been a hero going down to the Darien Gap and all the way through the pathways up there and dealing with all the NGOs and Catholic charities and all of it to expose this to the American people. Where do people go to find out more about your work? Yeah, at Rep. Tiffany. And by the way, Steve, I encourage anybody to really study this issue to see that our United States government is complicit in the largest human trafficking operation, I suspect, Steve, since the days of slavery 400 years ago. It is incredibly sobering. When a guy like Tom Tiffany says that, people ought to pay attention. Congressman, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good to join you today, Steve. Thank you, sir. When you've got these, uh, you know, these steady Eddie types that are sitting there just truth bombing, people got to start paying attention. I want to go to Mike Davis. Uh, let's play. I want to play the prosecutor. Prosec- this is MSNBC, baby. This is not over at uh, Breitbart News. This is not War Room. This is MSNBC as it broke. They brought in a former federal prosecutor. Let's hear her. Um, Catherine, if you will, first time we're hearing from you today, um, weigh in on, on what has taken place um, so far today with the breakdown of this plea deal. Now Hunter Biden pleading uh, not guilty and having to revisit an agreement between both parties. Well, it was clear from the outset that Hunter Biden's attorneys and the prosecutors were on a completely different page about what this agreement meant. And that's very sloppy. And as a former prosecutor, I'll put this on the prosecutors, the Delaware U.S. Attorney's offices, that they would go to court. And usually these hearings are smooth sailing. Now, the judge is not a potted plant. A judge does not rubber stamp a plea. It is her job to make sure that the plea comports with the law and the facts and that the defendant is pleading knowingly, voluntarily and intelligently. And withdrawing that questioning, a simple okay. question, Hang you know, does this. Hang on. D- D- Davis, in court, the judge asked, does this deal get him off everything else is immunity? His attorney said, yes, absolutely. The prosecutor goes, well, not totally. Mike Davis. How could that possibly happen? Tell me what, what, what really went on here. Okay, this is what we get. Okay, we got to unmute Mike. You got to, I know it's been, Mike, I know, and you know, normally you've gone, now that we made you a star, you're everywhere. I realize it's tough, but you got to hit that unmute button when you're back on the war room, okay? I hear you. So what I would say. I got my big dramatic. I got my big dramatic T up, and I got mute. Go ahead, hit it. And I screwed it up. Sorry about that, Steve. So what I would say is happening here, there was a, an even sweeter deal between the Biden Justice Department and Hunter Biden than what was even in the written sweetheart uh, uh, plea agreements. And what's going on here is it was a wink-wink agreement between the Biden Justice Department and Hunter Biden. They didn't want to put down on paper that there was a broad waiver of all potential crimes in this plea agreement, because that would cause way too much political blowback for the Biden Justice Department. It would also mean that the Biden Justice Department couldn't say that there's an ongoing investigation to try to rebuff Congress. And the judge correctly peeled at that, picked at that to, uh, today, and that's what blew up this whole deal. And so... Uh, they're going to have to go back but, to square one. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, hang on for a second. Whoa. Are you saying they had a even better, they had a better deal? They didn't put it in writing because it was an oral deal? I'm, I'm confused now. Just explain it to me. You're saying that this blew up 
because the judge asked a couple of pointed questions. And essentially what the Merrick Garland and the Justice Department done for Biden is gotten Hunter off of everything. He, he could never be questioned again. It all go away. Is that the deal, do you think, that they actually did make? 100%. And they maybe didn't make it explicitly as uh, to, to put it down on paper. But the deal was it was a wink, wink, nod, nod. You were going to plead guilty, Hunter, to these two bogus not filing wow. your taxes, misdemeanors. Wow. This this gun wow. charge is going to go away. This gun felony is going to go away on a deferred judgment. And we're not going to prosecute Hunter for anything else after he agrees to this. And this judge uh, picked at that a little bit today and blew up the whole damn thing. And you're saying Weiss and that thing, it would just go away. Hunter would walk out today and never again would be questioned and he'd be totally, completely off the hook and Weiss and all this other stuff would just go away. That's well, the deal. And the judge is asking a couple of questions publicly, picked the scab, and we saw what happened. The pus came out. It's even worse than that, Steve. Not only were they not going to prosecute Hunter for any other crimes, they were going to pretend, the Biden Justice Department was going to pretend like there was an ongoing investigation. So the Congress couldn't call in David Weiss. They couldn't call in Merrick Garland. Oh, they wow. couldn't call in Hunter Biden because all they'd have to say is, is there is wow. an ongoing investigation. We can't talk to you, Congress. It is so much worse than people understand. Okay, uh, okay so then Mike Davis, tomorrow morning, what should judiciary and the others in the House should be? Who should they call in to get to the bottom of exactly what happened? What, what would be Mike Davis's recommendation of what action we need to take? They need to call in Bill Barr. They need to call in Merrick Garland. They need to call in David Weiss. They need to call in the Pennsylvania U.S. attorney who found these allegations credible. They need to call in the IRS whistleblowers. And they need to call in uh, the FBI agents who corroborated these claims. Put all of them at the same table in front of the cameras and the lights uh, put them under oath and make them answer the questions under oath of who did what, where and when, because someone is lying here and they need to smoke them out. Then Congress must immediately call for an independent special counsel. Garland must ap uh, appoint a truly independent special counsel to handle all these criminal criminal matters related to Hunter Biden. And then the House needs to move forward with impeachment against Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. Oh, hold it. Are you saying that because you're saying Merrick Garland, the White House counsel, or there was some interconnectivity that the Biden White House had to know about this? No, it's be, it's it's obvious that Biden is corrupted by ten million dollar, a ten million dollar foreign bribe from Burisma, along with tens of millions of dollars more in in foreign bribes from China and Romania and who the hell else knows where else. This president is compromised. The Biden Justice Department is trying to sweep this under the rug. They know that Hunter Biden was the bag man for Joe Biden and Jim Biden, every other sleazeball Biden, except for the four-year-old granddaughter who didn't get any money. Every other Biden got this corrupt foreign money, 30, yeah. 40 million dollars. Mike, just hang on for one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to end. We're going out with Red River. No, we're not. We're going miles. That's okay. We'll get Red River in here. We're up here for another hour and a half. We're going to get it in somehow. The Tammy Patrick, people like that this morning. Mike Davis is going to stick around. We've got Congressman Burleson, and he asked some brilliant questions today on, you could argue, the most important congressional hearing in living memory. Now, I realize people say, well, we don't have time for the misdirection play. Here's what it's about. 
all these are interconnected in that your government has information and takes action and they don't want you anything to do, know anything about it. The administrative state completely and totally dismissed any oversight by Congress over the last, mm, I don't know, 50 or 60 years. Short commercial break. We got Mike Davis. We got Congressman Burleson from Missouri. We got a lot more going on. Stick around. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Look, I've been here for six months, and I'm pretty skeptical. I don't trust anything in this town, and um, and so I and I think that's because I'm from Missouri. You've got to show me, right? Um, with that being said, um, there's been a lot of things that have been said um, in in the public, uh, Mr. Grush, and and so I want to get down to if we can some specifics, right? So. Um, at one point, you had said that there there there, there uh, has been harmful activity or aggressive activity. Mm-hmm. Has any of the activity um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured, and uh, the activity. And I got to by by UAPs or by by people within the the federal government. Both. Okay, so there has been activity by, by alien or non, non-human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and not to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. Okay. Um, one of my constituents actually sent this next question, and I figured I'd ask it since I had the same thought. You've said that the U.S. In- has intact space- spacecraft. You said that the government has alien bodies or alien species. Have you seen, 
Have you, have you seen the spacecraft? I have to be careful to describe what I've seen uh, firsthand and not in this environment, but I, I could answer that question behind, behind closed doors. Yeah. And have you seen any of the bodies? That's something I've, I've not I witnessed myself. Okay. And so with that being said, you know, and the other, other statement that has been made that was intriguing to me because, and it's intriguing because my, my view has been that we are billions of light years away from any, any other system. And the concept that an alien species that's technologically advanced enough to travel billions of light years gets here and somehow is incompetent enough to not survive Earth or crashes is, is something that I find a little bit far-fetched. And with that being said, you have mentioned that there's interdimensional p potential. Could you expound on that? Oh, yeah, to answer your first question, and you know, I'm here as a fact witness and expert, but I, I will give you a, a theoretical framework at least to work off to kind of espouse uh, crashes, uh, regardless of uh, you know, your level of sentience, right? You know, planes crash, cars crash, and number of sorties, what, however high, a small percentage are going to end in you know, mission failure, if you will, as we say in the, in the Air Force. Uh, and then in terms of uh, multidimensionality, that kind of thing, the, the framework uh, that I'm familiar with, for example, is something called the holographic principle. Uh, both, uh, it's, it derives itself from general relativity and uh, quantum mechanics, and that is, if you want to imagine uh, a 3D object such as yourself casting a shadow onto a 2D surface, uh, that's the holographic principle. So you can be projected, quasi-projected from higher dimensional space to lower dimensional. It's a scientific trope that you can actually cross Literally, as far as I understand, but there's probably guys with PhDs that we could probably but, argue about that. But you have yeah. not seen any documentation that that's what's occurring. Uh, only a theoretical framework. Just uh, I want to bring in Congressman Burleson. Um, if you go and look at that entire, with everything going on, if you just take that committee, it was jaw-dropping what was said. I mean, jaw-dropping. The biggest thing, I, my biggest takeaway is that the administrative state or the deep state part of whatever you want to say rolls the way it's going to roll. They don't care about House, Senate, oversight, money. You, you guys dug as hard as you could dig, but so much of it was, well, we got to get in a skiff and say the behind the closed door. A lot of it was just, hey, it is what it is. Congressman Bur Burleson and I'd like to know what your, by the way, great question from your constituent. I'd like to know what the folks back home are going to say about this, sir. Well, I think people from the show me state, they want to, they, they want to see something, okay? Um, I also think that they're sick and tired of the federal government hiding things from them and then blowing their money on, on things. And so I, I think most people are convinced that a, they're hiding money. They've got all these dark programs where they're spending money that the taxpayers have no oversight over. And whether it's aliens or not, uh, I think that we owe it to the American people to bring transparency to this. What, his answers to the question is that they're, to your questions, I mean, unless he's lying, he could be lying under oath. But I'm sure you guys could drill down is that there's, he's familiar with in the particularly the Pentagon and contractors are familiar with non-human technology and essentially non-human beings, or at least parts of them. Is, is that not what his testimony was before you? 
Yeah, it, to me that was it's shocking. Some of the things that he's that he's claiming are outrageous and shocking. He claims that the United States government since the 30s has been interacting with these aliens, that we have alien bodies, that they have harmed and or killed humans along the way, uh, that we have spacecraft that that we are researching, that we're work that uh, third party entities, private sector is working with the federal government to research crashed materials. He says that he he said that interdimensional beings, which I'd never even heard of until that that until his testimony, uh, a lot of a lot of wild claims. Okay, and so I can't wait to get him in a skiff and get real like facts. You know, you say people were killed. Who, what, when, where, why, how? Right. I want to know those things. Don't just say it. Don't make a broad claim because. Again, I'm from the show me state. You got to show me. You got to give me something here. Wasn't the attitude of not these guys, but who they reported to and worked for is that whether it's at a clearance level or really programmatic of what they can do with the money, that they essentially don't have any oversight. The, and I mean, even by political appointees, this is forget elected officials like the House and the Senate. They were pretty clear about that. But even the 3,000 or 4,000 of either party, that this is from it's it, it, it seems like at least from the testimony, you have an apparatus is just doing this and could care less if you guys know about it or not. Yeah, that's one thing I can wholeheartedly believe, which is that the federal government is wasting money and, and doing it under the under the cover uh, not being transparent about it. So one of the one of the schemes that I've heard that they do is they work with the private sector business that that agrees to overcharge for equipment as part of the overall structuring of funding some of these uh, dark programs. And that's just not that's not what the American people and their tax dollars uh, need to need to see. I mean, we we need to know what's happening. Uh, with the taxpayer dollars, we need to know what the federal government is spending money on and what programs that they're investing in, because it's not their money. It's our money. He also said about your great question. Hey, if they came 10 billion miles, how did they crash on Earth? Because they had all this testimony about they could see with satellites. And his answer was essentially, if you take the same percentage of, of, of how crashes are, it's basically, oh, they've been billions of flights. And some percentage are going to crash. It's like some percentage of fighter aircraft yeah. crash. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Where do you go? Folks want to know, where does this go from here? Is Are you guys going to really pursue this? I mean, uh, Annapolina Luna and Gates and, uh, and, and Burchett, who are pretty tough hombres, went to Eglin. This thing kind of started, went to Eglin. They had this whole thing, and they met some guy, and they kind of got blown off and shut down and shown the door. So get, you're going to get into a skiff. And get a classified version, which I think should be open, but you guys will make a decision. With that, where do you guys take this? So, you know, if he's giving us locations, if he gives us people and locations, that, that will lead us in, in other directions. He's, he's willing to uh, give us access to what information he gave to the inspector general. I want to bring in the inspector general that he gave this information to because that inspector general probably has more information that we can, that we can get. So I think there's a lot of opportunities, places that we can go from here, uh, and, I, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Just on House Intel, you know, technically the way the government works, and somebody mentioned a couple of times, the Gang of Eight 
when they talk about your clearance or other people's clearances or the clearances of people in the house, the gang of eight supposedly has the clearances that of people in the National Security Council and in the West Wing, because that's how Congress, ever since the church committee, that's how when these committees were set up, it was, you know, you have to go to get presidential actions. You have to see it. Are you going to bring in, do you believe that the Gang of Eight has been informed of this, that there are people in Congress that actually have known about this? I, I don't know, Steve. I, I'm new here. I don't trust anybody up here. But I, I, it would be sad to me to find out that there are people who are serving their elected constituents and are not willing to be transparent about what they know, um, especially especially. We should be transparent about how much money that we're spending on on this research or development um, or, you know, all every, anything related to these programs. We should be 100 percent transparent about what we're spending and how much. I think the people would back you up that, hey, if you're taking program money away from programs to research alien beings and alien aircraft that we have, people might want to know about that. I think people are very uh, appreciative that we got someone from Missouri that has this kind of no-nonsense, hey, you got to show me the facts. And I think people really want to. So what's your social media? People are going to really want to keep up with this about what you're finding out because you were kind of a bulldog today about all of this. So, so how do people follow you? How do they track you? Um, I'm at Rep Eric Burleson. It's spelled with an I, B-U-R-L-I-S-O-N. Also, the Fresh Freedom podcast, Steve, that I'd love to have you on sometime. I'm glad to do it. You and Eli Crane and the others, that's a killer team. I'll do that. Before I let you go, from the sublime to the less sublime, your thoughts today on Hunter Biden? I know you were occupied, but the, the House was exploding with you know all kind of investigations from the border, human trafficking, uh, fentanyl, the Biden situation. Your thoughts on there's uh, it, it's in the ether that people in the House have had a belly full of it, and people are going to start looking for an impeachment inquiry. Your thoughts, sir? Oh, I mean... Finally, Steve, finally, something doesn't go Hunter Biden's way. I mean, the, I, I, I hope that I wake up tomorrow and it's still the same, same situation. So for once, uh, justice might be served. And I think that it's, it's really promising that a judge has been able to see through all the BS that's being presented and all, all of the, all, all of the um, you know, activity that is being been, been done by the deep state to try to suppress all this information. I think that uh, it's great to see a judge try to look through that. Congressman, thank you very much. You were almost a chapter out of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington today, so quite uh, quite uh, powerful. Thank you very much for joining us here. Thank you, Steve. Tammy Patrick in the Red River Valley. Going to go out with a, a minute of that? Okay, a minute of that. Maybe have some more at the top of the hour. Love her version of this. Now, Mike Davis is going to shock you when we return, because you know Mike Davis was born fighting. He's going to talk about this judge, because the folks in MSNBC were clearly absolutely stunned about what happened in court today. Short commercial break. Mike Davis will get us up to speed on the Justice Department and Hunter Biden in a moment. Sweet. 
Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. A choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now. Royce White right there on the precinct strategy, one precinct at a time. Uh, Mike Davis, this this judge is no uh, Trump appointee, uh, is she, sir? This pick uh, by the, the, the Delaware... U.S. Senators, the two Democrat U.S. Senators in Delaware got to pick her. She's a Democrat. She was a patent attorney. I, I was on the Senate Judiciary Committee when her nomination went through. She was a compromised pick, uh, and she donated to Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, definitely not a Trump supporter, definitely not a, a fire breather. I mean, she's donated to John McCain as well. She has Republican contributions as well, but she's definitely a Democrat. So that shows you how egregious this was, right? She couldn't, she couldn't even tolerate this being a Democrat appointee. Well, I mean, think about this, Steve. We had the Biden Justice Department and Hunter Biden going in with this completely bogus sweetheart plea deal, and it was so bad it fell apart uh, un- under just a couple questions by this Democrat judge, and it was so bad that she couldn't even stomach it. So that tells you how bad this plea deal was. 
And I just want to make sure that I, because people look to you, people know in town now, people um, really uh, look to Mike Davis because of his background, his history, uh, and also his hits on War Room. That uh, for his judgment, you're, you're you're saying you're saying tomorrow that this ought to be very serious for judiciary in the House and in the Senate, even the Democrats, to get to the bottom, but particularly the House, to get to the bottom of exactly what happened here. There's no question they need to ha- they need to they need to subpoena those people we talked about. They need to subpoena Bill Barr, Merrick Garland's. This David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, the IRS whistleblowers and the FBI agents who corroborated this evidence against Joe Biden. There is smoking gun evidence that the president of the United States is compromised by a $10 million foreign bribe from Burisma. And there's smoking gun evidence that the president and his extended family are compromised by uh, tens of millions more from China and Romania and probably elsewhere. There's 30, $40 million that House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has been able to identify. They need to get get those people in front of Congress immediately and ask them when they learn this information about this $10 million foreign bribe from Burisma, where uh, then Vice President Joe Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. aid if the Ukrainian president didn't fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens. That got sent to the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania by Bill Barr. It was deemed credible, and then it got sent to a black hole by in Delaware with the U.S. attorney there, David Weiss. Why didn't Bill Barr follow up? Why didn't Merrick Garland's appoint a special counsel? What the hell happened here, and why is this being resolved with this sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden that blew up uh, under the, you know, one question by a Democrat judge in Delaware. Which was immunity for everything else. His attorney said, no, we have immunity. Never never again, no questions. He's got, well, I don't know if that's quite true. Tomorrow, MSNBC had to break into their indictment watch. They got guys hanging out everywhere. Is is President Trump going to get indicted by Jack Smith tomorrow? Mike Davis. I, I, I would. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, but I guarantee you that Jack Smith is going to indict President Trump for the non-crime of objecting to the presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Uh, twisting arms politically is allowed by the First Amendment. This is part of lawfare that we've been discussing, you and I, on this show, Steve, since August. It started with Alvin Bragg's bogus indictment of of Trump, the first indictment of a former president ever for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. Then Jack Smith indicted Trump for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records and the office of former president, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And now we have Fannie Willis, that Democrat, Fulton County DA, and Jack Smith now going after Trump for, again, the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. It's only it's it's only illegal to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes. If it's illegal to object in America, Democrats would be in prison for objecting to Republican presidential wins in 1969, uh, 2001, 2005, and 2017. This is lawfare against Trump that we've been talking about for a year because they fear they can't beat Trump in November 2024. Mike Davis, how do people get to you to keep up with all of this? Article3project.org, you can donate there, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth, and my personal is at MRD, 
DMIA, MRD, DMIA. And I apologize for the, uh, the mute button and I'll, I'll do better next time, Steve. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> we just need more reps. You need more reps. Mike Davis, thank you. We'll send you out for your evening media hits right now. Go with God. Thank Fair you. winds and following seas. Uh, home title lock. By the way, we need everybody at the ramparts. And what we don't need is you worried about your financial situation. Since 90% of your net worth, yes, even with the Federal Reserve. By the way, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates today, and it doesn't lead in the war room. Alien aircraft, baby. Okay, uh, we're going to end with uh, Red River Valley. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Do not let cyber criminals or the CCP or the Russians, the KGB, take out a second mortgage on your home and have you pay it off with a hard money lender. HomeTitleLock.com. Take care of today. Was it uh, Tammy Patrick takes it out with Red River Valley, her MAGA edition of this. We got a whole nother hour. We're going to be jammed wall to wall when we return after a short commercial break. Words you once had to say. Now, alas, must my fond hopes all vanish. We see less and less of you. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. 
While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.